Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask Ag Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sask Ag Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. Today on this Thursday, we've got a little bit of a double dip on crop reports. We'll first look at Saskatchewan's harvest progress, as well as our neighbors to the east in Manitoba and see how they're doing. Elsewhere, I had the chance to talk to Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt about the uh, record number of payments on the Forage Rainfall Insurance Program this year. We're also going to hear from the acting president and CEO of the Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation, Jeff Morrow, about it. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. After the break, the Saskatchewan Crop Report. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM News Director Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. The harvest in Saskatchewan is over the halfway mark. The crop reports notes 51% has been combined, up from 33% last week, and ahead of the 5-year average of 34% and the 10-year average of 33%. Southwest leads all regions at 81% complete, the West Central 60%, Southeast 49%, East Central 34%, Northeast 32%, and the Northwest 21% complete. Crops Extension Specialist Mackenzie Ladoon says all fall cereal crops are harvested, with lentils and peas not far behind. Lentils are 91% complete and peas are 92% completed, meaning that they're very close to also being completely done. Significant progress was made in all spring cereals this week as well, with Durham leading at 73% of this year's crop harvested. This is followed by barley with 68%, spring wheat with 50%, and oats at 36%. 70% of triticale has been harvested, with 61% of the crop being used for a feed source. Mustard continues to lead the progress in oil seeds, with 68% of the crop in the bin, followed by canola at 23%, flax at 14%, and soybeans at 31%. Canary seed and chickpeas are near the halfway mark as well, with 45% and 51% of the crop harvested respectfully, or respectively. The varying moisture conditions resulted in below or above average yields, depending on the area. The drought conditions in the southwest have led to yields well below the provincial averages. Meanwhile, the moisture received in the northeast has led to above average yields for this year. Hardwood spring wheat is provincially estimated at 42 bushels per acre. Durham yields are estimated at 23 bushels per acre. And barley is estimated at 53 bushels per acre. Canola is estimated to yield 31 bushels per acre. Lentils are estimated to yield 1,058 pounds per acre. And chickpeas are estimated at 1,071 pounds per acre. And peas are estimated at 30 bushels per acre. She adds mustard yield is estimated at 599 pounds per acre. Ladoon also says there were pockets of moisture around the province this past week. In the Kelleher area received the most rain with 44 millimeters. Regionally, we saw that the southeast received the most moisture overall 
with the Corning area reporting 41 millimeters of rainfall. When we look at topsoil moisture, we see that the cropland has remained relatively unchanged this week, with 36% having adequate moisture, 39% is short, and 25% is very short. Hay and pastureland topsoil moisture increased this week, with 29% having adequate moisture, 40% is short, and 31% is very short. She says grasshoppers remain a primary concern for crop damage. Gophers remain an issue, and waterfowl have returned to the northern fields. Regions that receive rain are concerned about sitting molds resulting in downgrading of standing crops. Producers right now are busy swathing and combining while also hauling feed and water for cattle. So producers have brought cattle home for the winter and have begun feeding them as well. And a familiar reminder for farmers and the general public. Just that harvest is a very busy time and stressful time for our producers and they're reminded to take safety precautions all the work that they do. This includes having fire mitigation resources at the ready and includes blowing off their combines at the end of night and also looking up and watching out for power lines when they're working in the area. The farm stress line is also available to producers to call toll-free because mental health is included in safety overall. There's also a general reminder to the public to exercise extra caution and have extra time and space when encountering machinery on roadways to make sure that everyone comes home safe. Mackenzie Ledoon is a crops extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture based in Moose Jaw. After the break, we'll have a look at Manitoba's crop report. Back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch Eaves Trough, size matters. See Prairie 6 Inch Eaves Trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca and brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. The latest Manitoba crop report suggests harvest progress in the province is at 37% complete, which is ahead of the five-year average of 31%. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin, and he focuses on the northwest region of the province. Yeah, we're close behind. We're at about 31% uh, total, so uh, which is uh, pretty good for the first week of September here. We've had uh, some wet weather for some regions over the week, uh, but um, otherwise some very dry regions. We in uh, close to Amaranth region at the weather station there was recorded about four tenths of an inch or 10.4 mils, uh, but uh, just one tenth in the paw. Uh, of course, there were some areas that, as always, have received. Uh, more rain and probably some that received none at all. Uh, what, uh, you know, that has amounted to for the where areas that have got that rain or did get those rains uh, is a, a big push to get that crop off ahead of the moisture. So we saw, uh, you know, now we're sitting at a, a more or less 100% for winter cereals, probably the odd field out there, uh, who knows. But, um, you know, we've we've seen those fully wrapped up. Peas is at about 85%. Wheat is somewhere between 65 and 70% combined. Uh, we could say that there's more towards the south and the east. And uh, wheat harvest has really just begun over the weekend in the paw. Barley and oats as at about 50%. And canola is just getting going with, you know, we've kind of put it at 1%, which kind of just means we've just kind of cracked the cork on that one. He has also received a few reports on yields. Yeah, yields are actually um, doing well. You know, we 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 saw uh, winter cereal yields were were quite high. You know, some as as high as uh, seventy and even eighty bushels, ninety bushels for some from fall rye fields. Wheat uh, is uh, you know on the low end, it's probably 
closer to 30 to 40. That would be on light land or on land that really received almost no rain. Um, but kind of more middle of the pack is around 65 to 70 bushels. And some fields as high as 80 to 90 bushels. And the encouraging thing there is that the quality seems to be quite high. It's grading most at number one and number two. And uh, in fact, we've seen some, you know, probably 70% or so is in that excellent to good category. So that's that's encouraging despite the uh, lack of rains. And uh, of course, you know, following wheat harvest, we've also seen quite a lot of baling going on. Uh, so that's uh, good progress. People who have been out late into the evenings or, or early mornings, in fact, to get that done. Fry says some producers in northwest Manitoba may still be desiccating fields. I'm sure that there are some fields that are for canola, for example, that is only just coming into the, the right crop stage for that. Um, definitely see a lot of uh, tire tracks through fields, uh, swaths laying on the field, and uh, also um, crop dusters that have been in and out. Uh, kind of hear them moving in the in the distance. So um, desiccation is definitely ongoing, uh, but I think that most fields um, are beginning to reach quite an advanced maturity, so nearing that harvest phase. So I think we would probably begin to see um, in short order that, that a lot more fields have been combined. And in fact, we have seen the first fields in the Swan area and, and closer to Roblin that have been combined. But like you, like we say, there are still some fields that are uh, green, mostly all potted out, but green and needing desiccation now. And Fry now wants to see the good weather hold. Hoping for another good dry week. I think we'll begin to really see those fields clearing off quickly. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. You're listening to Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Brian Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. After trading range-bound during the week before the Labor Day long weekend, Canola started the month of September by taking a tumble. Ken Ball, a Winnipeg-based trader from PI Financial, says harvest pressure was the main factor driving canola's recent downturn, but it wasn't the only one. Ball adds that the Australian government's raising of that country's canola production forecast to a plentiful 5.2 million metric tons also put pressure onto the market. He also expects Statistics Canada to add 1 million metric tons of canola to its 2022-23 total in its grain stocks report to be released tomorrow. StatsCan will also release its latest model-based principal field crop estimates on September 14th. Ball says speculation that canola could potentially fall to $780 per metric ton and possibly further down is a bit too early. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency has updated Canadians on its investigation following the discovery of bovine tuberculosis in a Saskatchewan cattle herd in June. In total, testing uncovered 10 confirmed cases of bovine TB in the herd, and that herd has been humanely depopulated. In addition to the infected herd, there's also one lifeline herd. A lifeline herd is a herd traced from an infected animal in the original infected herd. There is also one contact herd and two trace-in herds. 
A contact herd is a herd that may have co-mingled with the infected herd. Testing on the contact herd will continue into the fall. Meanwhile, a trace-in herd is a herd that has provided animals to the infected herd. Testing is complete on one trace-in herd, and testing on the other will finish after summer grazing ends. A dead wild boar in Sweden has tested positive for African swine fever, the first such case in the country. African swine fever is harmless to humans, but is highly contagious and deadly in domestic pigs and wild boars. It has spread from Africa to Europe and Asia and has already killed hundreds of millions of pigs, affecting global meat markets. Seven dead boars were found in Fagursta, some 200 kilometers northwest of Stockholm, and more tests are being conducted. While the virus does not affect humans or other animals, it can be spread via pork or by carrying it on shoes, tools, or vehicles. An outbreak of African swine fever has forced pig breeders in Serbia, Bosnia, and Croatia to cull thousands of pigs since June and is putting pressure on governments to compensate farmers for their losses. Due to ongoing drought and low water levels, ship traffic has been restricted through the Panama Canal, leaving a traffic jam of vessels waiting to move through its locks system. The Panama Canal Authority says that as part of a worldwide phenomenon, in the last six months, the canal has experienced an extended dry season with high levels of evaporation. The current drought severity, coupled with its recurrence, is historically unprecedented. As of August 29th, the authority said on its website that a total of 135 vessels are distributed between the Atlantic and Pacific entrances, of these, 53 have made reservations and will transit the Panama Canal without delay on their scheduled date. Vessels without reservations experience a wait of 9 to 10 days, up from the usual 5-day wait. Quebec apple farmers are asking the government to help modernize their orchards and plant new varieties as they try to adapt to climate change and shifting consumer tastes. Eric Rochon, the president of the Quebec Apple Farmers Association, says his group is asking Quebec's Agriculture Ministry for $30 million in support over six years. He says they would like to see a program that will help plant new varieties because consumers know what they want. Research done by his organization and other industry stakeholders has found that consumers want apples that are firmer and sweeter, which aren't frequently grown in Quebec. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Just when we think the smoke and special air quality statements are gone, they've reappeared again as the air quality statement is in effect. Partly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers and a risk of a thunderstorm, and the smoke high of 24, 25 with the humidex. Tonight, partly cloudy and another 30% chance of showers and a risk of a thunderstorm, then clearing up 
but some fog will develop overnight, low of 6 degrees. Tomorrow, sunny, then increasing cloudiness in the afternoon, with the fog dissipating in the morning, high of 23, the low 7 degrees. On Saturday, partly, partly cloudy, excuse me, high of 22, low of 5. Sunny on Sunday, high of 22, low 6. Monday, sunny, high of 22 again, a low 7 degrees. Tuesday, sunny, high of 23, low 9. And Wednesday, sunny, high of 24. Normal highs for this period are 20 degrees. Normal lows, 5. Sun rose at 6.22 this morning. Sun will set at 7.30 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan and Swift Current, 18. Saskatoon, 13. Weyburn, 21. Yorkton, 19. Warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Conorac at 25.1. Cool spot in Meadow Lake at 10.3. In Regina, partly cloudy sky. Winds from the south-southwest at 7 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 66%. Temperature 19 degrees or 66 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.3 and rising. In Moose Jaw, mainly sunny. West-northwest wind at 15 kilometers an hour. Temperature 19 degrees. Once again in Regina, partly cloudy, south-southwest wind at 7, temperature 19 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskag Today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Saskatchewan Crop Insurance has paid out $60.4 million under the Forage Rainfall Insurance Program this year. Over 90% of the 3 million-plus acres enrolled under Forage Rainfall Insurance received a payment. The insured area was a bit lower than the record set last year, following the widespread drought in 2021. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the record number of payments can be attributed to increased enrollment. Uh, when you look back over the last three years, and 2021 was a, a far drier year than 2023, and uh, the payout there was around $51 million. Last year was quite a bit uh, less in 2022, uh, just over $40 million. And then you see over $60 million this year. Obviously, it's telling me that there's increased participation in the program. Uh, obviously, uh, it's something that is working, and uh, this money is going directly to uh, ranchers here in the province of Saskatchewan. So it's also going to help them alleviate some of the uh, challenges they have about sourcing feed. SCIC Acting President and CEO Jeff Morrow says about 80% of insured forage acres this year were in the very dry southwest and west central regions of the province. It is based on weather stations. There's, there's 186 weather stations that producers can choose to base their insurance on. And the claims are driven off of what happens at that weather station. And the program makes a payment when the precipitation falls below 80% of normal at that weather station that the producer chose. There's a number of options that we provide to producers, and all those options have been built working with industry in terms of what's important to them. And some of the things that producers can choose to tailor that coverage is a coverage option, like how much coverage breaker they want. Obviously, they're able to pick the weather station. They're able to pick the weightings too, right? So it goes from April to July. They can pick, based on their grazing setup, what month is the most important for precipitation 
They can pick monthly caps of precipitation so that we don't, you know, if there's a high rainfall event, they can cap it at 125 or 150% of normal. So a number of ways for producers to tailor the coverage to what they need for their operation. Livestock producers at five drought meetings this summer asked crop insurance to add more weather stations to better assess rainfall, which can be extremely variable over smaller regions. I think what we have to do is, is identify the kind of the, the, the biggest gaps, maybe, if you will, and look at what those opportunities are to close those gaps. And if it's weather stations, we're also looking at other, if there's other technology that can help us, that would be longer term um, down the road. Um, but I would say it's not a difficult process, but I think it's important to find out what are the gaps we're trying to cover, work with our stakeholders again to see you know, what improvements should we invest in to make the program more responsive. Again, the Forage Rainfall Insurance Program paid out $60.4 million to producers enrolled in this year's program. After the break, the we'll have a feature on the Senate Committee on Agriculture and Forestry wrapping up their tour around Western Canada, doing a study on the current soil health in Canada. You're listening to SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Brian Young. This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The Senate Committee on Agriculture and Forestry are back in the nation's capital after spending the last week in western Canada. They were conducting a fact-finding study on soil health in Canada, first in Saskatoon for two days visiting the Kernan Research Farm and Glacier Farm Media's Discovery Farm at Langham, then at Olds College in Alberta at the Smart Farm. Robert Black is a member of the committee and says while they've had multiple committee meetings in Ottawa on the topic, it was a better idea to hit the road. Earlier in the spring, we were in uh, in Ontario. We went to the University of Guelph and around Wellington County. Uh, we've been uh, in uh, eastern Canada. Some of us have been there. Uh, a couple of us traveled, four of us traveled to Rome to an international soils conference, which was uh, gave us the opportunity to find out more about what's happening around the world. And this week we are in Western Canada. Black says it was a learning experience, which he enjoyed, with one of the bigger takeaways being the technology that's out there and understanding soil health at the farm level. When we were in Saskatchewan, we saw uh, soil profiles that were taken in a one-kilometer stretch every 200 meters, and I was I was amazed at the change in those profiles. You know, those cores that uh, over over a one-kilometer stretch, and so that stood out for me. It reiterated what we've heard in that a one-size-fits-all doesn't work across Canada. We need to be recommending policies that are uh, or the development of policies that are regional in nature and, and support the local uh, nature of, of the health of soils locally. Just just a blanket policy or a blanket program, I'm afraid, just won't work. One common complaint from producers is not getting the credit that's due to them, not only for looking after the soil, but also the land and animals. Black has also heard those comments. It's certainly resonating with the uh, Senate Agriculture and Forestry Committee. We have heard that in spades. You know, uh, setting a bench uh, benchmark or a bench line uh, of 2020, when you and I both know that farmers have been have been uh, no-till or low-till uh, farming for 25, 30, 40 years, 
and just to say that uh, that only those that start today or start now will will be supported or 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 uh, encouraged through through financial incentives is not fair. And we've heard that. We've heard that every time we've been out and about. Uh, we need to figure something out. Or, and we don't do the programming. We just put forward recommendations. But I anticipate that that message will be uh, there loud and clear. A final report is expected by mid to late 2024, and Black hopes it resonates with all levels of government from federal down to municipal. But my real uh, hope is it resonates with all Canadians because in this day and age, we need to, uh, we all need to be concerned about soil health. You know, whether it's my backyard and my garden and me providing for my family or, uh, or our Canadians feeding Canada and the world, we all need to be concerned about it. Robert Black is a member of the Senate Committee on Agriculture and Forestry. After the break, the market update. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $12.30 at 740.32 a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is down 29 cents to 342.79. The rest were unchanged. Durham at 514.74, feed barley 282.58, chickpeas 1036.17, flax 561.54. Lentils 859.50, oats 301.32, yellow peas 382.89, feed wheat 223.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is up one and a half cents at seven dollars and eighty-four cents a bushel. Coming up next is the livestock report. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 6:20 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the livestock quotes. Gallimant, Jr. for Heartland Livestock Yorkton with your market report for the week of September 6th. This being our last regular sale for the fall, we had a nice run on offer with 843 head. On the feeder market, we saw 475 head with the majority of these cattle being weaned calves. These calves are bringing big money. Here are a few highlights. 350-pound town steers, 506, 400 weights at 499, 585s at 407, and the 675-weight town steers at 366. Red X steers, 520 pounds at 412, 650 weights at 375. On the Angus Cross steers, 620 at 376, and the 525s at 413. On the heifer trade, they're trending 40 to 50 cents back from their brothers. On the cow and bull trade, we saw 375,000 bulls sell. D1, D2 cows, 138 to 146, with sales to 150. D3s, 129 to 137, sales to 140. White Shelly cows, 52 to 85. On the half rats, 175 to 198, with sales to 209. On the big bulls, 142 to 179, with sales to 181.25, on a good, high-yielding, hard, exotic bull. Producers, Friday, September 15th is the annual Barland Stables Quarter Horse Production Sale at Heartland Livestock at 5 p.m. These are some of the top genetics in the business with 30 colts and 10 harness and saddle horses. Don't miss this sale. Also, producers, we're now into pre-sort sales right up to Christmas. With the price of these calves, be sure to get all your cattle pre-booked and call ahead in time to avoid disappointment. Receiving feeder cattle on Mondays and Tuesdays by 4 p.m. Once again, this has been Junior for Heartland Livestock Yorkton. Thank you and have a great day. The latest pork prices are down to $211.70 per CKG. Up next, the Resource Report. 
This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now with the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Chinese exports and imports both fell in August, reflecting tepid global demand that is adding to pressures on its slowing economy. Customs data released today showed exports for August slumped 8.8% from a year earlier, while imports slid 7.3%. The total trade surplus for the world's number two economy shrank to $68 billion from over $80 billion in July. China's trade has been slowing for two years, sapped by a weakening global economy and a lackluster recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. As host of the G20 leading economies this year, India has pledged to put the concerns of developing countries front and center and make sure they're not left behind. This pledge will be put to the test this week as Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and other world leaders arrive in New Delhi for the G20 summit, which begins Saturday. As the grouping's president, India also has prompted itself as a rising global star with the potential to bridge the gap between the West and Russia. So far, none of the G20 meetings this year have been able to agree on wording about Russia's 18-month-old war in Ukraine. On the markets, the TSX is down 74 points at 20,151. The Dow is up 58 points to 34,501. Oil is down 79 cents at $86.75 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73 cents U.S. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand SaskAg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for another edition of SaskAg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.